one ground rule in this relationship series. Now listen close. The ground rule is this. I want you to listen for you. I don't want you to listen for somebody else. Because most of the time in relationship series, you're listening through the filter of, he needs that. I hope she's taking notes right now. (laughs) Oh, Lord, he's talking to him right now, Lord. I can see you. You ain't prayed all service, and I say something, you bow your head. Jesus, touch him right now. Tell him that's for him. Let pastor call his name right now. That's for him. Don't listen for them. Listen for you. This is for you. Because if you'll get better, guess what will happen? Your relationship will get better. It will just happen that way. You, you can't change anybody else regardless of what you think you can do in a marriage, in a relationship, on the job, with a coworker. As controlling as you may be, you can't change anybody else. Nobody. No, you can only change you. You can only fix you. You can only work on you. So when you go through a relationship series like this, I want you to, I want you to listen for you. Say amen to that, everybody. Listen for you. Last week at, at Hope City, I, I was sort of opening this, this series up. We talked about the story of Ruth and sort of staying in the field, that God has a plan for you, but you can't jump in and out of God's will to find God's plan. That if you'll stay in the will of God in your life, that you'll have the, 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 the blessing that God has for you, the, the right people, the right relationships, the right things that come along. This series is not just for married people. This series is for everybody. Everybody needs this. At whatever relationship you're in, coming in one, getting out of one, trying to get married, want to get married, ugly, can't find nobody, the, everybody can, can get better. All relationships can get better, and, and I want to help you do that. Now, the next couple of weeks are going to be hyper-practical. If you hang around City Hills very long, you know there are seasons when I'll preach you know, very, you know some, some spiritual application. We go into January, take 21 days of prayer, and we're talking about taking one small step, very faith-filled you know, spirit, uh, you know, led message. And then in February, we sort of, we step back and we take some practical steps. And you need both of those. Come on, everybody. You need both of those. You can't just be so deep that all we talk about is the three dimensions of the Godhead and you don't know how to treat your spouse. You can't just be so deep that you can exegese Roman, but you, you don't know how to not cuss and lose your temper and throw something. Come on, everybody. I'm preaching good already. Like, you, you need some help the next couple of weeks. Everybody needs help. And, and over the next couple of weeks, it may seem like, Pastor, you're just shooting in the dark. Like this is all discombobulated, not, not like the rest of our, our series. But I, I really want to help everybody in the room. So some messages are going to be like, man, that, you know, that was the one I needed where we are in relationship. There are other messages you're going to say, you know, that, that's, that's the one that was really for me. And, and anybody who's dating, anybody who's going to date, anybody married, anybody in a relationship, anybody one day you want to get married, if you are already married, I, I'm going to probably clear some things up for you in this series that you go, why in the world have we struggled with this for 22 years? I'm going to clear some things up. And, and listen, you, you can't go backwards. You can't go back. I'm not going to tell anybody in this, in this relationship series, just leave who you're with. Just start all over. Just be like, man, sorry we wasted 10 or 12 years on this. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to start all over. and I'm going to do it right the next time. Don't do that. Because when you come to God, he makes everything new. Shout amen to that. He makes everything new. He can make your marriage new. He can make the relationship you're in new. Don't, don't just think I'm telling you, you know, you're, you're, you're a lost cause or it's hopeless or, man, we didn't start right or we didn't do it the right way when we first, you know, got together or, or we made mistakes or, you know, we, we, we had sin in our lives and we, we didn't know and, and now here we are and are we too messed up. You are not too messed up for God to make you brand new. Say amen to that, everybody. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a chance today after this service because we have baptisms immediately following this service. You can be brand new today. You can be brand new today. 
One of my favorite things to do is baptize couples together. Couples who say, you know what? I, we, we, need, like, we need a fresh start. Like We need to be born again. Our, our relationship needs to be born again. And if God's talking to you about that today, that, that is for you. Let me give you a truth about all relationships. Write this down. This is as deep as it's going to get. Write this sentence down. Your present, your present will be your past. And your present will show up. It will be present in your future. Your present will be your past. Everybody's got a past. Even if you're married to an angel, come on, everybody. Even if you're married to somebody who was just white as the wind-driven snow, you know what I mean? Like that. You were a heathen and you, you know, you found the good church girl, and everybody was like, I cannot believe she's gonna marry him. What in the world? Everybody's got a past. Nobody's perfect. Look him in the eyes. You say, Well, I didn't do what they did. I didn't go with that. I didn't have it wasn't what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everybody's got a present that will become your past. And the decisions that you make will show up. They'll be present in your future. In other words, they go with you. Right now is your present. Eventually, it'll be in your past. But here's the kicker. And so many people miss this as it relates to relationships. It will show up in your future. It's pesky like that. The decisions you make now, even though they'll be in the rearview mirror, and you think, man, if we can just get past that, they'll have a way of following you. And here's the deception. Here's what the enemy will tell you about your relationships is that when I meet the right one, when I get married, when everything's done, it'll be a brand new day, everything will be fine, I'll start all over and nothing will follow me, and it can't be further from the truth. It's, what, it's a myth, it's what I call the right person myth, write that down. It's when I meet the right person, when, when, when I finally get our relationship together, when we get in the right relationship, suddenly everything's going to be better, and all of my past is going to be washed away, and it's just going to be over with, and nobody, nobody's going to know everything I, that, that I did while we were dating and in college. And, and nobody, n- nobody's going to find out sort of, you know, the, the baggage that I have. Let me tell you what, the, the single people, if you're here single today, let me tell you what, married people all throughout the years, let me tell you what they wish somebody would have told them. If you're married, you can just look straight ahead, okay, so I can help you on this. They, married people thought if I meet the right, if I just marry the right person, everything would be all right. If I find the right one, then I'll be all right. Everything in my life. And so you, they date, and, and I meet people all the time who are dating, thinking if I just find the right one, that, it, that it'll take care of itself. That I'm looking for this right person. And they don't know. Listen, here's the, here's the dirty little secret about that. The person you're looking for is looking for the right person. <laughs> so, so you're looking for the right person. And they're looking for the right person. And you both inerrantly believe, listen, if I just find the right one, all of my problems will be solved when I meet the right person. And it can't be further from the truth. Everything will just be right. And here's what happens. And, and married people, you, if you're honest, you know this is what happens to you. That you got two single people full of problems, every, each one of them thinking that. When I meet the right person, all of my problems get solved. And you got two single people full of problems that get together. And now they got married people problems. Because you thought when you found the right one, all your problems go away. And it's funny to listen when people when people meet when people meet the right or what they think is the right person. It's always it's incre- it's incredible. It's almost always the same story. When people say, "Pastor, I met the right one. I find I met the right one. I met the right one. This is the one. She's the one. He's the one." And I go, "Tell me why they're the one." Like, because you know that I mean, you got there's one You're, out of seven billion people on the planet. There's just one, and they just so happened to you know work at soda pops while you were there. All right, okay. 
All right, tell me about it. This is the one, Pastor, because there's so much. Write this word down. I didn't put it in your notes. There's so much chemistry. Oh, there's just chemistry. They just There's chemistry. Now, listen, if you got little ears, I'll try to keep it PG 14 or 15. But we just, we got, just, there's chemistry, Pastor. I just, I've never felt this before. I've never loved like this before. No one has ever loved me so well. It's one of my favorite things that you say on social media. I, no one, he just, they love me so well. They just know my love language so well. My love language is big gifts and money. That's just what, my, they, <laughs> no, they just, they just love me so well. No one ever loved me like this this is better than the notebook this is better than anything I've seen on TV my mama doesn't love me like this my friends don't love me like this we have so much chemistry we were made for one another this is the unique one-of-a-kind kind of love we just got so much chemistry we were made for each other here's one you'll use which by the way isn't in the Bible anywhere that we're soulmates you're my soulmate by the way your soul only has one mate and it's Jesus it ain't him I'm not and if his name's Jesus, don't let him fool you into thinking, <laughs> I ain't talking about him, I'm talking about Jesus. It's the only one your soul has, like some of you like, anyway, that, that, that's not the one. But I got chemistry. We just talk on the phone for our, Brandy and I, we had a long distance relationship for, for uh, the, uh, the whole time. The whole time we dated and we're engaged. We lived hours apart. So we would literally talk on the phone all night long back when you had to pay for long distance. Anybody remember those archaic days? And we had the worst phone bills. When I tell you thousands of dollars worth of phone bills, that's exactly what I literally worked so I could talk. On the phone, and and we would t- and, and we just talk for, we just talk for hours, and and, and just, there's so much chemistry when we go out to eat. We don't even fight where we go out to eat. Like he loves water burgers just as much as I do, and it's just amazing. And and we go to movies, and we just talk about. We don't go to like we don't go to cheesy movies. We go to like like indie films, you know, because there's just so much chemistry there. And <laughs> I'm making myself laugh about it. There's so much chemistry, and here, here's what. Here's what happens. Listen, listen close. Look at me. Here's what happens in a chemistry lab. There's a big bang. Everybody know what I'm talking about? I got little ears. I can see. Look at me. You get in a chemistry lab too long, and, and there's a big bang, and now it's the best big bang I've ever had. Come on, everybody. This is the best. This is chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. This is just the best bang I've ever had. The big, you know, in a chemistry lab, best bang. You know what I'm saying? And 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 there and now and now there's sex, and what are we gonna do? And 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 it's just chemistry, and 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 this is the right one. I'm, I finally met the right one, and there's all this chemistry, and 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 there's no relationship at all. There's just chemistry. And you don't work on the relationship, you just, you, you know, we don't have to, we have chemistry. Pastor, you don't understand, we don't have to go through counseling, we got chemistry. I always tell people who are getting married, I wish, I, I wish you would come to me for pre-engagement counseling, I could save you before you buy a dress, come on. Most people come to me two weeks before they get married and like, can you counsel us? <laughs> okay, what do you want me to do? You're already, you know what I mean, you already picked out, you know, the boys to men soundtrack, what am I going to do? You know what I mean, like it's already there, but there's chemistry. We don't need no stinking counseling, we got chemistry, we got chemistry. Chemistry keeps us going, we go and we get married, I'm marrying the right person, I don't have to understand how relationships work. I don't have to understand how, what's wrong with me. I don't have to deal with my issues. I don't have to settle my past. I just We just have chemistry, and that's all that we need. Now, here's the thing that married people wish they could tell you. I'm looking at married people. Look at me. I know what you wish you could say, that the chemistry doesn't last. That the chemistry doesn't, the Bible says it like this. Who in the world, Luke 14 says, suppose one of you wants to get married. 
build a tower, buy a, a ranch together, get, get, like get, commit your life to somebody. Who wouldn't first sit down and estimate the cost? Look at me. It's going to cost you something. Every relationship you have, especially your spouse, costs you the majority of your life. Everything costs you something. And see if you have enough. Now, this is literal and, and, and it's not literal. Men, you got to see if you got enough money to complete this. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a good thing to check out. Because sometimes you ain't got enough money to complete it. But, but also, do you have enough what it, what it takes to complete it? Do you, have enough, do you have enough in your relationship? Have you learned enough? Are you, have you grown enough? Have you dealt with your stuff enough to, to, to be able to complete this task of until death do us part? Do, do, have you settled your stuff enough that you, can, that you can handle 50 years with the same person waking up to her every single morning, every single day, same person? Have you dealt with your, have you counted the cost? Nobody would, would jump into that, but we do. And then, and then here's what happens. Trouble comes up, chemistry starts suffering, and the guy is so confused. Because he thinks, guys, this is what most guys think, more sex fixes the problem. They, they think sex is like a wrench. Oh, I know what to do. More sex will fix the problem. That, that, that's what we'll do. And then, all, and, and, and then, and then and let's just fix it. Let's, like that, that'll work, and it doesn't work. And now this one-of-a-kind love with all this chemistry that you had breaks. And now a couple of years in, and, and this happens so much. I wish I could tell you this is not uh, uh, what always happens, but I'm, I can tell you it happens. It's so many people subscribe to this, it's spooky. And some of you married people are going to be like, how does he know our story? But let me tell you what happens. When chemistry breaks, when you realize, oh my gosh, we actually have to build a relationship and not just chemistry. It's not just about the right person. It's about, oh, oh my Lord, I didn't deal with all my stuff. I know what we'll do. We'll have a... Baby, I wish I could tell you that was not the story. Keep looking ahead if you're married, because some of y'all, you know the name <laughs> of what tried to fix your relationship. And guys are like, awesome, have a baby, can have more sex. I'm into it. Yes, let's have a baby. That sounds like a brilliant idea. Let's bring another living person into this dysfunction. Let's, I can't stand to stay with you. I don't like you. Let's add no sleep into this and see what happens. You know, I'm always at my best when I don't sleep. You know what I mean? I think I'm really going to be a better spouse when I'm sleep deprived and I'm starving. And now I hate you and I hate this tiny person I'm not supposed to hate. I'm going to go to hell. This is what you've done to me. I got all of this and it's such a well-worn predictable path. I wish that it wasn't, but the chemistry dies and we got to fix it. And so, and so, and so, we, have, and so we have a baby. And, and you need to know this. Listen, it's not, it's, not that, it's not that there wasn't passion or chemistry in the beginning. It's that the passion's gone. And when the passion's gone, and now i got a baby at home, this is what happens. Listen, and it happens almost all the time. I'm not telling you God can't fix what's wrong with you. Don't, don't you read into this and go, well, I've made too much of a mistake. I've done too much. I've, I've, I've messed up. I'm not. God can make everything new in your life, everything, everything, everything. But, but this is when mistakes happen. This is, do you know that, you know that it, it is statistically higher for men to have affairs when their wives are pregnant or newborn, have, have newborn children? Because, because there's this, the passion's gone, I'm sleep deprived, I hate my life, I can't believe I've got to do this, and now we have a baby, so I'm going to be, i, I got to be here all the time now. Now, now, now. now at work one day, you look up, and guess who you see? The right person. 
Now your mind convinces you, well, she's not the right person because the chemistry's all gone. Everything's all broken over there. Now I found the right person. Now I found the right You look up, and, there, and there's the right person. You, you're in the office, and she realizes I married the wrong person, but he's the right person. He's the right person. I, the, 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 there, there's the right one. I, I remember him from prom, and I found him on Facebook. He was a recommended friend. I think the enemy uses Facebook to bring old people into your life. I really do. I'm serious about that. You ever wondered, how did they come up with recommended friends? You ever wondered that? The enemy, some of them re- recommended some people you don't need to be friends with on Facebook. You don't need, And don't go looking at pictures going, well, let me just see how, how fat she got. Nope. Don't do it. But this is what happens. The chemistry's gone. Now, now I thought I married the right person, but I married the wrong person. But, but they're the right person. And off they go, and now we have a broken marriage. And, and, and do you know why second marriages have a higher divorce rate than first marriages? Because married people do the same thing that got them in trouble the first time the second time. They believe, if I find the right person, you're the wrong person, but there's the right person. I thought I was the wrong person, but I found the right person. I realized that right person was the wrong person. Now I got rid of them, and you're the right person. And, and then do you know that third, third marriages end quicker than second marriages? Because they do the same thing. I, I thought I found the right person when I was single. I didn't. They were the wrong person. But then I found the right person. But then he was an idiot, and so I left him. But now, now you're, you're the right person. And there's this cycle of, 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 of chemistry assumptions that you think I got the right. But it, listen. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way in your life. And I want to save you from this. I really do. I want to help you through. I, w- I want to help you in this. Because our culture doesn't highlight powerful, healthy, thriving marriages. You understand that? Our culture has hit TV shows called Modern Family. Listen, it, just because it's modern doesn't mean it has to be your family. Just because that's how it looks on television doesn't mean it has to look like that in your home. As a matter of fact, I would say it like this. Write this down. Guard yourself against what culture celebrates as normal. I think something healthy you ought to do in relationships is if you see everybody else in culture going this way, you ought to go, we probably should go this way. I don't know. It just seems like that, that doesn't seem to be the way. If, if, if everybody's moving that way, and if everybody tells you it's normal that, to, to have this kind of relationship, it's normal, people normally do this. If that's what it is, listen, I don't want you to have normal because normal is now 60%. Used to be 50. We would preach to you 50% of all marriages in a divorce. 60% now of all marriages in the United States end a divorce. If that's normal. I want this church to be abnormal. I want you to have a healthy, godly, God-honoring relationship. I don't want you bouncing from office to office to office to office and career to career to career. I want you to have something that you thrive in relationships. I know culture says, well, if you don't fit in that office, just go get that job. If you don't fit in that neighborhood, just move and go over here. If your kids can't fit in that, if that teacher, if that, if, if, if that relationship doesn't work, just just. You know, tell everybody on Facebook first. Always make sure you do that and tell them how bad they are. And then go find another one. And you have this cycle of broken relationships. And if culture says it's normal, I want you to guard yourself against it. That's not what's normal. That's not what God wants for your life. I want you to have a new perspective. I told you last week that I can't change your relationships, but I do want to change your perspective about how you look at relationships. I want to change everything that you see. I don't want you to believe what Hollywood's trying to sell to you, that, that, what, what, what it is that movies say is normal. It doesn't have to be that way in your life where you, where you buy into this right person myth that if I just find the right person, then my whole life will get better. 
Let me give you a new perspective. Here's the framework. Write this down. I want you to keep this frame. This is what I want you to look at relationships through. Instead of trying to find the right person, write this down, work on becoming the right person. Instead of trying to find the right person, if I can just find the right one, if I can just find my soulmate, if I can just find that person, while you're looking, why don't you work on becoming somebody? Now listen, married people, you say, well, that's, I already got this person. Right or wrong, I got Joker. You know what I mean? Like this is what I got. Instead of trying to find the right spouse, or let me say it this way, instead of trying to fix your spouse, why don't you work on becoming the spouse they're looking for? Why don't you work on becoming the relationship partner that they need? Instead of trying to find the right person, why don't you become the right person? Here's the big question of the day. Are you who the person you're looking for is looking for? Are you the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? That's deep. I know it's as deep as I got. If, are, you, are you becoming the person, are you becoming the husband that you wish your spouse was, your wife was to you. Are you becoming that? I wish my wife cooked more. I wish she cleaned the house more. I wish she do. I wish she was more affectionate. When's the last time you reached for her hand? When's the last time you came home with flowers that weren't on Valentine's Day? Come on, everybody. I'm helping you now. Like, if, if you want affection, why don't you start with flowers? <laughs> why don't, if, if, you want, if you want acts of service, when's the last time you washed your own pants? Can you believe that it's actually physically possible for men to operate laundry equipment? It's a fact. It's a scientific fact that they've made washing and drying. They've made all of that so easy that you could stand in front of it like a monkey and just go, I don't know, power and color and thought. And it'll work every time for you. Am I helping you right now? The real preacher will come back in a few in a few months, but I, I got to help you through these relationships. Here's what I always tell couples: I always tell couples if 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 you don't if you don't come to relationship series, I can't counsel you after that. You know what I mean? Like, because because if you can't apply this, then you're not going to apply anything I do in my office and talk to you about. You, you, we need help. You need help. Are you becoming the spouse that you want your spouse to be? Are, are, you, are you the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? When it comes to finding the right person, i got to be honest with you. The Bible is silent about you finding the right person. You believe that? The Bible is silent, listen to me, about you finding the right person. It is virtually, it, it's virtually little help on you finding the right Pastor, what's the Bible say about me dating somebody? Virtually silent. Always get tickled when, when, when pastors say, we're going to talk about biblical marriage today. Let me give you some biblical marriage. Solomon, my joker, had 900 wives and concubines. That's biblical marriage, okay? None of y'all need that right now, okay? That's 899 more than you can handle. Don't be asking about biblical marriage. Don't, don't ask, oh, well, who, who does God want me to, you know, the right person I'm looking for. The Bible is almost silent about it, but the Bible is very loud on you becoming the right person. It's almost silent on who you're looking for in a spouse, but it has a ton of how you can look for yourself. What are you becoming? Now, here's what happens. If you start becoming that person and they start becoming that person, guess what happens? Now, it doesn't matter when the chemistry's gone. Now, I'm the right person and I'm the right person, not because I was looking for the right person, but I became the right person that God wanted me to be, and suddenly our relationships get better. 
I want you to change your list. Everybody's got a list. Even married couples. When I counsel married couples, they come to me and they go, Pastor, here's what I wish he would do. And, and, and a lot of times in counseling, I'll tell you, you know, make a list. Because guys, we need a little, come on men, we need to know. Just tell me what you want. Any, any men know what I'm talking about here? Just tell me. Just I tell Brandy all the time, I'm very good with lists. I'm a list maker. Leave me a list of what I'm supposed to do, and I'll do it. I don't want to have to make you a list. I want you to just know what I want. Well, I'm dumb. I, I don't know that. I'm 20 years in, and I still don't know. Why don't you make me a general list and let me read in between the lines? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be dumb. Okay, okay, I'll work on that or, or whatever. But I, I need. everybody's got a list, tall and rich and skinny and rich and funny and loves puppies and rich and, you know, like, it's everybody's got a list of what you're looking for. I, I'm looking for 36, 20, I won't complete that. Like, you, everybody's looking for something. And rich, it's always on everybody's list. And rich. Like, I want that. Let me give you a better list, Let me, and, and we'll end with this. And I, and I know it's being light, but I'm really trying to help you. I really am. Let me give you the list you need to have. Let me give you a new perspective. Not on who you're looking for, but on who you're becoming. Galatians 5 says it like this. Here's your list. Here's your list. Of, you, well, I wish I, knew what to, I wish I knew what she was looking for. Let me tell you. But the fruit of the Spirit is she's looking for somebody who understands love. Real love. Like knows how to love somebody. You know how you say, well, Pastor, I never saw that. In my family, my, husband, my, my dad never hugged. My mom left. We didn't. That's why we have groups like Freedom for You. If you'll settle all that, you got to learn how to love and receive love. Come on, everybody. Like there, this is, you ought to look for that first. Then, this is, a, this is a big one for me. The Bible says here's a list for you to look for and a list for you to become somebody full of joy. Full of joy. Full of joy. You, I, I can tell you what will heal most. The Bible says that laughter works like a good medicine. If you'll have joy in your home, it's amazing what will happen. When I meet couples that are so depressed all the time and everything's low and everything's negative, it, 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 every, I don't know. How's your day today? It's fine. I just hate it. I just hate everything about it. It's just awful. Wish one day I could get out of this and find my real job, find my real passion. How, well, how, how'd, your, how'd your week go? It's all right, Pastor. I'm just so busy right now. I'm just, it's just awful. Everything in my life's terrible right now. How are you feeling right now? I'm fine. I've had the flu for six and a half months. I just can't get rid of it right now. Everything's just going south right now. We just. If, if that's who you got to live with every day, let me tell you something. When the right person... Walks by in the office, they're looking. Because you need joy. And joy is not dependent on your current situation. That's happiness. I didn't say you've got to be happy. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit's not happiness. The fruit of the Spirit's joy. And joy is a choice. I'm preaching a whole series about it this summer in the book of Philippians. It is a choice that you make. To, I'm going to choose to be positive. I'm going to choose. Sometimes, this is. I'm telling you an honest truth. When I go home from the office someday, not dealing with your problems, but really second service, those people are. Whew. And so I, I, when I go home from the office, I, there's times I literally have to circle the neighborhood till I get joy. That's a fact. I'm telling you a fact. I got She'll say, "Are you on your way home?" I am, but I got to take a minute because I'm. If I, when I come in, I'm gonna kick that dog. I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna kick Henry. I'm done. I'm, I'm tired of everybody. I don't like people. I, I, I. I'm gonna go to hell and probably everybody I met with today. So I, I need some time so that when I come in, because happiness is gone. I lost happiness at my second meeting at 10 a.m. Now I got to choose joy. Am I helping anybody? You. You got to become a person of joy. Peace. Peace. 
You gotta be, don't be the person that's always picking a fight. Just be a person of peace. Don't, the Bible says follow, I grew up in a church where they, we would always talk about this verse. It says follow, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man can see the Lord. Everybody loves talking about following holiness so you can see God. Peace comes first. I don't care how holy you are, if you can't keep your mouth closed and have peace in your home, it doesn't work that way. You've got to be a person of peace and forbearance. That means you got to get, sometimes you're going to have to put up with their people just like your people. Forbearance, kindness, that'll go a long way. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. I wish I had a time to, to, to preach all of this to you. I'm just giving you your new list of who you're becoming so that the person you're looking for is looking for somebody with self-control. And, and, and if you'll do that, the Bible said there's nothing, against such there is no law. Let me tell you what, let me interpret that, let me give you a better interpretation of what Paul meant there. He meant nobody can stop any of that. Nobody can argue with, yeah, you know what, if that existed, there would be something different in my relationship. If, 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 if my spouse, if my partner, if the person I'm engaged to, if they were full of love and joy and peace and forbearance and long-suffering and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and knew how to control themselves, then it would work. And those who belong to Christ, the rest of the verse goes like this. Come on, Henry, come play so I can rescue them. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, listen, let me tell you how Let me have a good relationship. You don't have to be the right person. You don't have to look for the right person. You've you got to crucify your flesh with its passions and desires. This is the answer to how. How do I become a person with all of that? How do I become a gentle person? Wasn't raised gentle. How do I become a long-suffering person? i got a short fuse. Those who belong to Christ, you just got to get up every day and crucify yourself. And say, okay, God, I'm not looking for the right person. I'm working on me to become the right person. I'm going to crucify this temper I got. I'm going to crucify this sarcasm in my voice. I'm going to crucify this critical spirit that I have. I'm going to crucify this thing that isn't gentle, that's harsh and mean and responds mean. I'm going to crucify myself because I live in the spirit. And in light of that, I'm going to try to keep my life and my relationships in step with the spirit. Let me give you the last part of your list. You know anybody that's conceited or provoking or envying? You, you, you can become the right person, not, not looking for the right person. It's time to focus on becoming rather than, rather than hunting. So, so wherever you are in relationships today, if you're married, if you're looking, if you're dating, if you're single, if you're single again, if you're trying, you, you, you just can't keep thinking, well, as soon as I find the right one, as soon as we get married, things are going to get better. I always tell young couples that come to me about in our premarital counseling together, I always tell them, whatever you are, you'll just be more of it when you're married. You know what I mean? You're not going to change them. They're not going to change you. You're just more of whatever you were. Because believe it or not, you've been, you've been pretending for a couple of years because you thought she was going to leave you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> every, every day you get up, you think, I can't believe. Oh, my gosh, I fooled her again. She's still here. She actually wore the ring, Blake. I can't believe it. You can't, nobody can believe it. And then you get married and you're like, I ain't got to do that no more. <laughs> and you become more of the person you already were. So why don't you work on becoming the right person? Why don't you ask God? Matter of fact, that's what we're going to do today. Why don't we ask God, God, I'm not looking for the right person. I need to become the right person. 
I need, I need to become the spouse that my spouse needs. I don't need to meet the right person. I need to be the right person. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want a recipe for unhappily ever after. I, I, I want to I be the person that the person I'm looking for is looking for. I want to be the spouse, the husband, the wife. I, I, I want to be, be the person. And then, and then when you become the right person and they become the right person, then you'll be right together. And when the chemistry fades, because it will. And when the babies come and you don't sleep, because you won't. <laughs> suddenly, you got a, you got a foundation you can build on. Does that help anybody say amen to that? All right, bow your heads for prayer. Father, thank you for, thank you for these amazing people, for their relationships, their hearts, their, their struggles, what they've, what they've lived through, walked through. God, I pray for healing. I pray for uh, people's lives to be healed in this moment. I, I pray for relationships that seem broken and hurting. and uh, I, I pray for people who have feel like well, we've gone too far. What are we going to do now? We've passed the point of no return. I think I've bought into the right person deal. And What do I do now? God, I just pray for, for marriages that are struggling, spouses who say, I wish I could change him. I wish I could change her. But today, you'd help me change me. That I could become like you so I could find somebody right for me. God, change my heart. Change my mind. How how I think and what I do. God, help me to serve my partner. Come on, married people, pray this way. Help me to serve my spouse. Life's not about me anymore. Help, help Help me to serve them with love and gentleness and kindness. Help me today. Help me to become the right person that the person that I need is looking for. Make me new today. In Jesus' name.